This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation. And Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews. We're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL. Your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. Is Jimmy Garoppolo's foot worth the stress? That's what we're asking here on the Fan Summit. We have our good friend and contributor who appears on our live post-game shows here at Silver and Black today. That is Murph from Raiders Fan Radio. Make sure you follow them on YouTube. You have to watch the show. It is one of the most enjoyable football experiences we'll have. Even after a terrible loss, they will make you laugh. They will make you cry. And then you'll send them money because of the One Nation Foundation. <laughs> yes, you will pay them to be miserable because they do such good work. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But Murph joins us. You can follow him on Twitter at underscore Murph, M-U-R-F, as well. All right, Murph, the whole Jimmy Garoppolo foot situation. It seemed to me a lot of folks in Raider Nation, a lot of fans, and Mo talked to, and I talked about it on the show here. It seems like even though they knew ahead of time and everybody in the know, obviously, signing the contract, knew about it. There was a sense that somehow was being held back from the fans. Now, it happens all the time, actually. But what's your feeling on the whole Jimmy Garoppolo? There's reports out. ESPN is saying, well, he may never play a game. We don't know that. We don't know what's going to happen. There's a chance he never plays a game in a Raider uniform. How slight is it? The Raiders tell us they believe he'll be back for camp. They're not even worried about it. They've told us that in the past, too. Uh, and it hasn't been true. It just depends on who's telling you that. But nonetheless, what's your view on Jimmy Garoppolo's foot and and why it was such a trigger for Raider Nation? Yeah, and speaking of that sensational reporting, right? Yeah, there's a chance he couldn't play, and there's or his career might be over. There's a, there's a chance I might start week one, too, but likely <laughs> neither one are going to happen. Um, but anyways, I, you know, so, you know, I think the – and mine included – my alarm went off when they delayed that press conference. And I think it mm-hmm. did for a lot of people too. Yes. And, uh, and listen, and with the, with the dysfunction history that we've had with this organization, <laughs> even despite some of the most winningest, you know, eras of Raider football, there was still dysfunction. So when there's smoke, there's fire most of the time within this organization. So when this thing happened and we all went, Oh, did he fail a physical? Did he what? Well, sure enough, that's it wasn't so much, you know, that on the nose as per se is that they were rewriting that contract. So it didn't cost the Raiders a dime. Uh, should he not be able to go? Now, I will say this big props to Dave Ziegler. Like the, the Raiders are definitely, if anything, we are not getting involved in any bad contracts, right. anything that's going to, you know, impact the team over, over a long period of time. And especially when there's a risk factor with a Jimmy G, even prior to this thing happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, that said, 
I mean, look, I like to play craps when I go to Vegas and I consider myself a bit of a gambler. These guys are really taking a swing on Jimmy G. I mean, it's they're not only banking on the fact that he's going to be healthy for training camp and healthy for the season, but that he's going to remain healthy. I think because when healthy, when you look at his numbers and you look at his ability to distribute the football, they were talking about it today. And I've been saying this too about, about Jimmy G any Raider fan that's critical of, of, of Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I say this, ask Brandon, Ayuk, ask George Kittle, ask Debo Samuel, <laughs> what they think of Jimmy Garoppolo. I'll bet yeah. you, you'd get a very common answer from those three guys. And it will likely be a very ringing endorsement. So that said, I trust guys like that more than I trust my own opinion or another Raider fan. Look, the system is the system. And yes, Jimmy G had a defense. Yes to all of those things. But the bottom line is that that was the guy getting the ball to them and they were wide open. Right. Uh, he knew exact knows exactly how to execute that offense. He knows all the checks and the audibles. They were again talking about it today. I think there might've even been a little bit of an indirect uh, commentary on the previous quarterback about that his ability to get them in and out of the correct place. And because also one thing I learned uh, in listening to Andre James talk today, that he was responsible Gruden system for a lot of the mic checks. He was responsible for a lot of the, uh, um, uh, of the, the, the blocking scheme around what the defense was presenting in this offense. It's a lot on the quarterback. Yes. And so the quarterback I, can see better too. I mean, it makes sense. Absolutely. And so I think that was, again, I don't think that was Andre James taking a shot at, at, at you know, our last number four, but that's <laughs> certainly like something to take into account. And we've yeah. heard stories about that, about, you know, Derek checking in and out of plays that, you know, maybe he shouldn't have been and checking into runs that maybe didn't mm -hmm. need to be runs. And because of a, because of a certain amount of pressure look and all these things. So all that said, I think that it was a very sound decision to bring in Garoppolo, but again, it's, it's a swing man on him being healthy. I, and correct. If he's healthy, I'm all about, and I think we all should be all about it. Uh, but, but man, it, it really is an unproven. And so then the, the, the idea that, okay, you don't make a move for a quarterback early on in, in, in the, in the first round. And I'm mm -hmm. kind of glad they didn't. I mean, but at the same time, like you got to have a franchise quarterback in the NFL. You have to. Yep. And is AOC for that guy? I mean, I don't know if he is or he isn't. Um, you know, our old Sergeant Farva or whatever people are calling him from because he looks like the guy in the Super Trooper movies. <laughs> yes. But um, anyways, uh, but I I don't I don't know if he's. I hope he is. I mean, yeah, you know, he's I, certainly I, getting a lot of reps right now. I, I, I doubt that. Yeah. He's getting a lot of reps, but it's in shorts and a helmet. Right. So, so yeah, I, yeah, when people yeah. are saying, Ooh, he looks great in OTA. It's like, yeah, it doesn't matter when they start hitting <laughs> pads and guys are coming at you. Uh, that's when it really matters. So we'll see. Right, right. But to your point about Garoppolo, I think you're right. And this is the point I made when the story broke, which was, listen, um, it was a risk to sign him to begin with. They're two separate issues, the foot issue and just signing Garoppolo period. Right. To your point, when he's on and he's not injured, he's a good quarterback. He, I got in an argument with somebody online about, well, when they went to the Super Bowl, he had nothing to do with it. I'm like, did you see his numbers for that year? Get out of town. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he, but he had this and he had that. It doesn't matter. You still have to have the ability to do it. And Jimmy Garoppolo does, but he can't stay on the field. Mo said on this show that he doesn't believe he'll play more than 10 games. If he doesn't play more than 10 games, it's going to be hard for the Raiders to win five, I think. So that's that's where, to me, I understand. I think that's what it was. The people being uncomfortable with Garoppolo and his history suddenly are faced with a, wait a minute, he had another surgery? 
after we signed him? Wait a minute. This is not what we want. So, so I get it. It's a bridge quarterback. There's no question about it. And to your point, the Raiders over the next two years have got to get a franchise guy. They decided not to trade up this year to get one. You understand that. Instead, they took a defensive end who's injured, by the way. So the injury thing on those two players, now I think he'll be okay. But nonetheless, one of those situations bites you in the backside, and that's a big, big loss. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and, and O'Connell's a, I mean, he's a value play, man. I mean, that's a fourth round guy that you're going to put, again, you're pushing their chips in. I refuse to be completely skeptical on the front end. I want to see how it plays out. And you have to let him play it out. You have to let him play it out. And, and, and you know, like just like I think like draft grades are some of the silliest things there are. And I know some <laughs> people do that and, and that's content or, or show material. And I, I get all that stuff and I'll begrudge anybody for doing draft grades. But to me, I think they're so premature. Like, you want to give a draft grade? Give me a draft grade on 2016. Give me a draft grade on 2018. Like, but we'll wait till February and give me a draft grade. Absolutely. Like, this right. thing's got to play out before, you know. But that said, like, man, a fourth-round quarterback, I mean, they're banking on the idea that there's going to be a value play that he can develop over a couple of years. I mean, listen, I mean, he's got – we got Jimmy G in there. We've got Brian Hoyer, who's a, I mean, he's a capable backup. I don't think anybody's looking to him as to be a starter throughout the course of the year by any means. Um, you know, but now we got Sir Thomas Brady coming in there to, you know, like like he could be a mentor probably at some uh, some level. Like I don't know. It's 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 he's it's gonna, really he's gonna, he's gonna mold Chase Garbers into a Hall of Famer. <laughs> I hope you're right. <laughs> I hope you're right. And like, and but, it's, but it's I, I but again though, Scott, like is is. I think what's what okay. If anything, here's what I think the it's the most glaring at the quarterback position because it's the most important position in the entirety of team sports. Of course. So I get why it's glaring at the quarterback position, but there are really a lot of positions that were of need for the Raiders mm -hmm. that fans are looking at it and go, they, did they do enough? Did we do yeah. enough at linebacker? Well, linebacker. the Raiders, they did. Linebacker did we do safety. Quarterback? Safety. They, they think they did. They think with yeah. Chris Smith and with, Chris you know, they, they, they think that we've done enough. They think <laughs> that by bringing in uh, Epps, we, we've done enough at yeah. safety. They think, I always want to call him Mickey Spillane. They think that freaking <laughs> Mickey Spillane and, 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 and Divine Diablo are good enough. And then we've yeah. got Nate Hobbs playing in the corner, but then maybe kicking outside and then Jacory and Bennett and like, like they, and, and the interior with the development of, of, of Butler and Tillery being there. And like, of course, Max and Chandler and now Tyree Wilson, like they think they've got it. So, us as fans on the outside looking in, we're going, no, wait, you didn't do enough. But at this point, I got to trust because they believe. we've not seen it. They believe it. Right. So I'm going to believe and, it and, too. And Murph, you know what though, too, this is a little bit of recency bias by all of us, including fans, including um, media, anybody that covers the Raiders, which is the John Gruden era came back. The second era came back so much excitement, right? Raider nation was on fire. This is right, you know, right before I started my show, or actually after I started my show, two years after. And people were so damn excited. And then everything that they did, with the exception of Max Crosby, Josh Jacobs, a couple examples, was terrible. So I think people, <laughs> they, they just, they're, they're so gun-shy, right? Because, oh, we drafted this guy, I haven't heard of this. Because most people don't, most people are not draft nicks. They don't spend 50 dollars on a draft magazine to follow what's happening with the draft they don't spend an inordinate amount of time wasting their time on that stuff they just don't there's some that love it and not begrudging them but most people do not but they know the raiders draft history so when they see them take tyree wilson instead of a quarterback or they see them take somebody else they've not heard of they get nervous and i think that's where we're at because it's gone so bad the last four years for the most part 
that people are nervous that you're not going to be able to draft enough players that are going to have enough impact. So let's go sign a free agent, a big name free agent. Absolutely. And I, and I, and I'm one of those guys that like, I don't, I don't dig in on the draft um, mm-hmm. because I, I've, I, I say all the time, like, I don't want to fall in love with a player. Cause then, you know, all of a sudden, <laughs> thing, you know, he's going to be a Bronco, you know what I mean? Or whatever. So yes. I don't want to, I don't want to fall in love with any players in the, in the, in the off season coming into the draft. I'll wait till they become Raiders. And then I'm their biggest fan. And I'm, you know, looking back at their game tape and their highlight videos on YouTube and all that good stuff. And um, you know, like Christopher Smith is one of those guys. I, I yeah. vaguely knew who he was because I watched college football, but then you go back and you watch that and you're like, oh, wow, look you're at like, this is an instinctive yeah. guy. Like he's, yeah, he didn't flash at the combine, but man, this guy's a gamer, right? Like, so, <laughs> you know, so anyways, so that said, I, I hear that loud and clear, that idea that like, yeah, our, and not only was it like our recent drafts with the, with, with, it, with the Grudner, but like even the Reggie drafts weren't that yeah. great. Aside right. from Gabe Jackson, Khalil Mack and, and, and Derek Carr. Yeah. Like aside from that draft, I mean, yeah, you know, he hit on uh, Amari Cooper, but it was how big of a hit was that, you know, mm-hmm. like, and so, you know, I look back at, you know, those weren't spectacular uh, drafts and then the Al drafts, you know, leading up to those. Listen, I mean, Al Davis, I mean, I have all the respect in the world for him and, and, and anybody that watches our show knows the amount of reverence that we had. He's, mm-hmm. We almost deify him uh, on our show, but listen, man, he, he kind of freaking lost his, his, his fastball there towards the end. You know what yep. I mean? Other than, Happens. you know, like maybe like converting Namdi from safety into corner. Like there was a couple things there towards the end where you saw those flashes of, of kind of classic Al, but outside of that, like he kind of lost it. And so, um, you know, uh, so I, I, it's been a long time. So I hear it. I, I yeah. hear it and I, I get it, but that, but also, I'm going to bring a bunch of gambling references tonight, but the, <laughs> the dice have no memory yeah. just because, you know, Reggie did what Reggie did and Al did what Al did and whatever Mayock did what Mayock did. Just because those things happen doesn't mean that Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels are going to follow the same pattern. Yeah. And until they do, I'm going to trust that it might be different because I love this damn football team and I want them to be better. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And, and that and that's the point, though, Murph. Is it it it's it's been so long since the Raiders have enjoyed some consistency, not just winning, right? Because you have a winning season here. Of course, you had two thousand two going back to that era. Some kids listening to the show weren't even alive yet, but nonetheless, <laughs> um, you you understand that. But it's the consistency, right? So they get so. That's what I find with a lot of folks I talk to in Raider Nation is they've been so conditioned to be disappointed. To your point, you made earlier. And so I think that, and and a lot of it comes back to trusting the organization. Some people like Mark Davis. Some people don't think he'll ever put it together enough. He now has a quote unquote real front office. If you look at names in that front office, I think it's the best front office the Raiders have had forever. And, and so you got to let it play out. People of course are more impatient today than they were 10 years ago because of all the technology we consume. But nonetheless, I think that you look at that situation and you say, okay, you have to earn some of that trust. And I think that's what, even if the Raiders don't win the Super Bowl this year or even make the playoffs, if they can show growth, I think people just want to see some positive momentum. And that's not always judged by a win. If you start to see 
that offensive line comes together. The defensive line starts to, to pop a little bit. Yeah, they might be short at linebacker, so they got some holes. But if you start to see them put things together, then I think you get the fan base excited about the future because they just haven't had a lot of futures to be excited about. Yeah, if they, if they give us some exciting football, I think that right. energizes the fan base. I think that, you know, let's see some strip sacks out there. Let's see mm. some interceptions. Like, I mean, when was the last time that we had, you know, a, a highly productive secondary that got the ball <laughs> back for us? When right. was the last time that we saw somebody take a, a, you know, a punt back or a kickoff back? Like, shout out Jacoby Ford and Johnny Lee Higgins for crying out loud. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's been a hot minute since we had impact. At, at you know let's block some kicks like let's i don't like let's make it so we're the raiders are you know look we were competitive last year and we gave up yeah. a lot of leads and everybody automatically like points to the defense but guess what guys the offense couldn't convert on third down we couldn't stay on the field we gave our defense a short field to defend a lot of times like you know football is the ultimate you know symbiotic you know complementary game like there has to be consistency on both sides and so like you can be you know statistically you can be great on offense and not put the ball in the end zone enough in the red zone and be a terrible football team same thing on defense you could be you could give up a bunch of yards but if you create turnovers then all of a sudden we, you're, you're, you're playing a different level of football by doing those and so i think that those kinds of things you know, and that's where, like, I look, I think back to like players like Jonathan Abram, who obviously didn't work out, but that potential that he had, yeah, oh, yeah. that big, hard hitting safety, he's going to come up and pop the ball. Loose. <laughs> like, those kinds of things that, like, give us some players, give us some plays that we can, you know, we can, you know, wrap our arms around a little bit. And, like, to your point, too, is that, like, and I've joked about this, that, like, the most raidery thing ever will be this team going nine and eight this year. And then the Raiders will go, hey, we got better. And all of us fans will be going, did you like, okay. Like, yeah, you're better technically, you know, it was just like Gruden's second year, third year, whatever it was. Yeah. when he was like, you know, you start off with four wins and then we, you know, he moved up. So, yep. you know, last year, uh, Josh goes six wins, you know, Josh will go nine wins and they'll be like, so it's enough to retain him. You know, half a Raider nation will be losing their mind. We won't make the playoffs. Like it'll just, you know, we'll have a mid draft pick. Like you could just see this thing coming. <laughs> From a, from a mile away. But now that said. You're preconditioned. I am, absolutely. And now that would be an absolute nightmare scenario unless, like I said, we see, you know, Marcus Epps take a couple to the house or right. whatever. Like, you you you're, you know, Tyree Wilson go blow up Patrick Mahomes and Max scoops it and scores. And we start seeing plays like this, like, and you see improvement in that explosiveness. Then I think that those highlight plays, <laughs> that's what will encourage us as a fan base. Because without the highlights – I mean, you know, yeah, well, and, and I think, too, that the one thing that I know Raider Nation reacts so well to and I get it as a fan, which is which is a team with a personality. And I mean, yes. a personality on the field. You talked about this last year in one of our early pre actually, I think it was the pregame show after the, the loss in Tennessee. Right. That the person where is the personality? And OK, it doesn't have to be Phil Villapiano, although that would be awesome from from the 70s. But it has to they have to have their own character, their own identity. And if they can build an identity that that really appeals to fans and let's say they go nine and eight. OK, but those eight losses, man, they took teams to the wire and it was tough and they're just, you know, a little bit short because they're short on the talent stick or whatever it is. Then you can see people get excited about it. But again, that is progress. And I'm not talking about progress where you lose four in a row, you win five in a row, you lose three in a row, you win two, you know, that that kind of progress. But that you are in every ball game you play in, no matter who you're playing and you can see the progress. 
You know, I would love to see this team take on an, uh, an identity. I mean, because I'm with yeah. you. Because we don't know what they're right at this point. We really don't know what the what the hallmark is uh, of this team, and 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 uh, you know, we know what the, kind of the, the the history of the front office and what their mm-hmm. hallmark is in a, in a past you know existence with a different franchise. But what is their what is their stamp going to be on the Raiders? Are we going to be able to tell the story of the Raiders and 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 not leave these guys out? Can we? Right. Are we going to have to tell the story of these guys to define what the history of the lot now? Las Vegas Raiders is going to be and I think that's important and on those on that on those heels again to go to that video today they talked a lot about the alumni coming in and speaking of Phil Villapiano Last week, also yeah. bringing in Ted Hendricks and Art Shell and of course the legendary Freddie B and like all these amazing Raiders that came in and, and I love that the Raiders no one honors their past better than the Raiders but as Fred Boletnikoff told me face to face and not the name drop Frank Sinatra told me never do that <laughs> but Fred Boletnikoff said uh we painted a, some really good lines a long time ago, and now it's time for these guys to paint their own lines. There you go. And so it's uh, while I think those it's, it's, I hope that these visitations and these discussions and interactions with a when you see Max Crosby talking to Greg Townsend. I know Max has a reverence for Greg Townsend because he wants yes, to he beat does. his damn record. Yeah. And I hope that the rest of the Raiders buy into that and understand the value in the Raider mystique the uniqueness of the Raider mystique. Mm. And I know it's never going to be Oakland again. And even though I'm old enough to remember those days and love those days and grew up in those days, and I know it's never going to be that again. And Vegas will be its own now legacy. And, and again, definition and, and whatever it's going to be going forward. But I hope that the players yeah. embrace what that was, that Raider, that Raidery thing, man. I hope mm-hmm. they embrace it and bring that to its, whatever the current version of that can look like. And, and define that as their character. Because yeah. I think, look, if they start doing stuff like that, I almost started swearing there. Sorry, Scott. That's if okay. they start doing stuff like that, <laughs> uh, this, our, they, talk about energizing a fan base. Oh, yeah. Like, bring a little Villa Piano, bring a little Jack Tatum, bring right. a little freaking, you know, Mad Stork Ted Hendricks. Like, bring some of that stuff to the modern day Raiders and we'll get <clears> behind them real quick. Well, and I agree 100%. They they have to become their own raiders, right? They have to they have to make the name for themselves. And I love the the paint your own lines by the way. That should be a Raider Fan Radio t-shirt, by the way. Paint oh, good lines. idea. Okay. Deal. Okay. You got it. Okay. Well, we, and so, you got to sign it. We'll have a Scott Gilbranson <laughs> signed version. I'd be happy to. But but uh, but that's it. They have to create the identity and that'll make a big deal. All right. So we uh, get through that one all right we're going to take our final break when we come back i'm going to throw some wild cards at murph but murph before we take the break before we take the break tell everybody about the one nation foundation what you guys are doing uh i'm proud to support it we're proud to tell as many people as we can about it and what you guys do and how they can get involved Thank you so much, Scott, for that. And yeah, and, and, and cannot appreciate your support of the foundation enough. And uh, and yeah, giving us a platform to talk about it is just such a huge blessing to us. And thank you, first and foremost, for that. Uh, so One Nation Foundation, we formed it uh, back in 2019 when we realized that we can make money with our dopey little show that we do, Raiders Fan Radio. And 100% of the money goes to Raiders-related charities. And it's from direct donations from listeners to our show, uh, any merchandise that you want to buy. Like if you want to buy a cool Raiders Fan Radio t-shirt, shirt um inspired by van halen scott yeah i figured you yes, get out of that. uh and so you know in any of the money that we were advertising any of the money we get uh we give it to the one nation foundation and we've got some corporate partnerships that are pending that we're really excited about to announce hopefully later this summer and so again we give it all away uh, 
our biggest uh, that we give away to is the Bolitnikoff Foundation, which fosters a place called Tracy's Place of Hope and the Bolitnikoff Center of Hope. And they provide rehabilitative services and uh, and safe places for young women at risk of domestic violence um, and, and and substance abuse. And so there's these there's an, a lot of amazing, wonderful organizations that are out there in this Raider world, not just by the Raiders themselves, but by the players, current and past. And so we give to all of those. We we want to we've given to the Stabler XOXO Foundation. We've given to GoFundMe's. Um, we've given to. Um, uh, folks dealing with cancer battles and it's yeah. just it's been the now once upon a time you know the one nation foundation was a was a like kind of like a, a back end to raiders fan radio at this point now the reason we do our show is to promote the foundation we want the one nation foundation to become something way bigger than than our show ever ever was or could have been and uh, and it doesn't come without again platforms like this and thank you so much for that and uh, our goal this year is to write the bolitnikoffs a check for fifteen thousand dollars and a hundred percent of that comes from our from our listeners all the amazing listeners and supporters of Raiders fan radio. Thank you guys so much. And we want to make sure that, that everyone knows that like, we're just vessels. I'm just an idiot in my bonus room with a microphone. <laughs> it's it's our listeners and our collective group is who raises that money. And so we just, yes. we just love them very much. And, and thank you for any of those. If you want to donate, if you want to buy merch, you can get that at our, our website, RaidersFanRadio.com. You go to one nation foundation.net one nation foundation.net and you can hit the donate button and you can donate directly right there. there. It goes straight to PayPal and it no, no Google cuts, no nothing. It's a hundred percent of your money goes to the foundation. We don't pull any money from it. We don't buy tickets with it. We don't do nothing. We've we're all blessed in our day jobs and, 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 and thankful for that. So we just, this stuff goes straight to the foundation, straight to Raiders related charities. And so thank you again, Scott, for the platform. Oh yeah, of course. And, and I'm telling you, you guys watch Raiders fan radio when they do their shows and it's people giving money every week. And it's and I'm not saying like they give once. I'm these folks, Raider Nation, the family that you guys are, continually gives. And and the content you do has a lot to do with that too. I know you don't want to take a lot of that credit, but it's fun. It's a great, great time. Uh, I know during the winter, I watch it on Wednesday nights. I'm smoking a cigar in the garage because it's too <laughs> cold to go outside. Uh, and I'm having fun. I'm laughing my butt off. And my wife is opening the door and saying, What are you laughing at? <laughs> A swag Jeff Murph, they just did. It. Yeah, it's, all, it's all it's all good stuff. Somebody just so. got beat up by a sheet pan. <laughs> awesome. All right, we're gonna take our final break. When we come back, uh, I will be back with Murph, and we will close out this edition of Silver and Black today in Odyssey Original Podcast. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> 